Hello and welcome to Horror Court Trash Show, where the show discusses all of the masterpieces and trash the pieces of genre cinema. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. Oh, fuck me. We're, we're going on three years now, and I, I still can't get it out in one mouthful. No. Speaking <laughs> of a mouthful, it's a Valentine's special. Ew. <laughs> welcome to Horror Court Trash Over. <laughs> Don't lower the tone after I just put it up so high. You just lowered the tone. Can you run those sort of jokes by me first? Everyone thinks they're in for a saucy Valentine's episode now. Yeah, Uh, Not quite, not quite. But um, we have brought you a bit of of 90s romance today. (laughs) Well, yeah, we've got two romances in this (laughs) film, haven't we? (laughs) A potential third one that was wasted. Potential fourth one that was wasted as well. What? Kincaid and David. And, um, and uh, Tiffany and Alexis Arquette. Oh, Damien. Yeah. Um, but yes, today we are talking about the first film that we've discussed from the Child's Play franchise. Uh, is it? It is, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, part four. We are discussing Bride of Chucky from 1998. Very much in the category of meta post-Scream slashers that took a few leafs out of Scream's book. Um, yeah, massively, yeah. Yeah, and um, I think we're on a voyage to discuss every single yeah, one. Yeah, we'll get there eventually. <laughs> I think we will. <laughs> um, Chucky, last scene, being hit by Miranda, and you know, just like that with books. Oh shit! In the sub New York I underground, like part three. I was like, "Isn't that the one where he was in the army?" Um, yeah, uh, yeah Chucky last seen being being up by White Savior Miranda. Being up by Miranda. <laughs> uh, St- it... Still better treatment than she gave Steve. <laughs> yeah. Um, if if no one's watching just like that, you're not gonna get it, and don't watch it. We can't recommend it. Um, it's shit. So uh, I mean. Yeah, Chucky last seen being thrown into a gigantic fan and blasted into pieces in the disappointing Child's Play 3. Uh, best film, what's the best film in the Child's Play franchise? First one? Um, yes, yes. The first one. Yeah, so. But. On par with the remake, if you ask me. I, yeah, I, I enjoyed the remake. I yeah. very much enjoyed the remake. But I think, really, the best thing to come out oh, of the Chucky yeah. franchise is the, t- the TV is show. The, the TV show. Yeah, absolutely. I genuinely, thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah, if, so if you good. if you haven't watched it, then get on it right away. It is amazing. Uh, and it does take into account the continuity from all these films, including this one. Yeah. This was directed by Ronnie Yu, uh, director of The Postman Strikes Back, The Trail... Legacy of Rage, Bless This House, Shogun and Little Kitchen, The Bride with White Hair, The Phantom Lover, The 51st State, uh, Freddy vs. Jason, and lots more. Has it ever been more obvious that this that a film was from a director of Freddy vs. Jason? <laughs> Camper fan, the male lead looks like the male lead from Freddy vs. Jason. Well, um, Ronnie, you got Freddy vs. Jason because of this yeah. film. Yeah, and Specifically. I swear in, in both cases, he hadn't seen any of the films from either franchise, for any of the franchises before making this and Freddy vs. Jason. No. Um, which is bizarre because there's so much fan service thrown in here. You'd think he was a fan. Yeah, I mean, the script is Don Mancini, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. The, that's the script. So, uh, but, so I suppose his directing style just... 
comes from different influences. Yeah. Uh, budget $25 million and it made $50.6 million at the box office. I, worldwide, I remember this film being huge when it was released. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, looking at those box office numbers, I thought it was bigger than that. Uh, it was just everywhere. Everyone was talking about it, you know, way into the early 2000s. There's always a talking point. It's one of those films that everyone knows it exists. It's everyone they spoke about at school. Yeah. This, um, obviously, Scream and Scream 2... Um, and weirdly enough, um, Jack Frost. <laughs> Wait, which one? The Michael Keaton one? Uh, no. <laughs> the uh, Shannon Elizabeth one. So this is Brad Dura's personal favourite child's play movie. He has a lot of fun he does. in this film. And it's the first one where he's interacting with the legend that is Jennifer Tilly. Yes. So I don't blame him. Yes, podcast icon Jennifer Tilly is in this, and according to her, the dull sex scene was all improvised. Oh. So that's the kind of fun, you know, this is a comedy, it, it is a comedy. It is very much a comedy. Yeah. yeah. As as the critics would say in the 90s, it's a hip, cool comedy. Yeah. Oh, and bloody God. good fun. <laughs> Julia Stiles got the part of Jade, but later dropped out to take on her role in 10 Things I Hate About You. Now, I like this film, but I think she got the better deal. I I think she did. Um, <laughs> and unfortunately for us, we got Catherine Heigl, who is probably the worst actor in this. Um, she's she's alright. She's alright. She, I, I wouldn't say she's terrible. No. She's no, not she great. Is, and do you know what? I would say she's terrible. I'm sorry. If she's listening, <laughs> beautiful girl, but she cannot act. <laughs> I haven't said that in a while. Um... I swear you said it last week, but okay. Um, <laughs> what did we watch last week? Last week was Strip to Kill. There's a lot of beautiful girls in that film that there couldn't was, act. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was a planned album of love songs featuring Brad Dourif and Jennifer Tilly singing as their doll counterparts, Chucky and Tiffany. It's revealed in the movie commentary that Tiffany was to sing Killing Me Softly with his song. Chucky was intended to sing House of the Rising Sun. And they were going to do a duet of Hit the Road Jack. Lovely. <laughs> uh, Gina Gershon, co-star Bound, was considered for the role of Tiffany Valentine and was the second choice for the part after Jennifer Tilly. Gina Gershon. Um, voice acting? You think it would have worked? Not as... I think she would have had to put on a voice. Yeah. I think it would have worked and no one would have really... It would have just been fine. I think the reason this film is so good and is so entertaining is because of Jennifer Tilly. Yeah, let's make something very clear from the offset. Jennifer Tilly is by far the best thing about this yeah. film. She is an icon, as we've told you many times before, and she is the voice of Tiffany. She is Tiffany. She and is, yeah. You know, even, even in before interviews, she becomes the dog. Yeah, yeah, even in interviews now, you know, you, she, you can tell she's so proud to still be playing that role to this very day. Absolutely. Um, and I think that makes a really big difference, and it, it is great. I mean, even in the TV series, she is such a massive highlight. Um, yeah, and even Cedar Chucky, she's the best thing in that as well. You know, she, not Hannah from S Club 7. 
Um, and that's no uh, disservice to Brad Dourif. Oh, Brad Dourif's great. Who does a wonderful job as the voice of Chucky. He, and always iconic. has. But um, this film is made so much better yeah, and by Brad, Jennifer Tilly. Brad Dourif is, is an icon across acting across all genres. But he, he is specifically an icon for Chucky. And you can't mistake that voice from anywhere. No. Um, but I think that says it all. The fact that Jennifer Tilly is able to come in and still steal scenes from him, despite him being in an iconic role. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the scene in which Tiffy, uh, Tiffy, Tiffy, <laughs> Tiffy. The scene in which Tiffany is electrocuted in the bathtub was originally written as Maggie's death in the original Child's Play. The babysitter. Oh, Maggie. Oh, the babysitter. Yeah. Babysitter going to have a bubble bath. Watch yeah. The babysitter. Okay. Um, body count ten. Okay. It's more than I thought, actually. Yeah. Uh, so, getting into the film, Chucky the doll, possessed by a serial killer, uh, discovers the perfect mate to kill and revive into the body of another doll. Hang on, wait a minute. Do you like this film? Yes. Because <laughs> I just realised I've not even asked you. <laughs> um, do I like this film? They're a standout, yeah. but it is ultimately, you know, a by-the-books kind of teen... 90s slasher. 90s. Yeah. You know, it's not really... Nothing really makes it stand out apart from Jennifer Tilly. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me, it's, it is... I, sorry. Um, just to finish my point. I've never been the biggest fan of Child's Play as a whole. Um, I've struggled with some of the films. Um, I really enjoyed the first one. And obviously the TV series, but the ones in between are, are good. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't in terms of franchises. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily put it as one of my favorites. No, I think if we rewatched it all with the TV series, I think it would probably appreciate it more. Because I mean, I love the first film. I like the second film. I really do not like the third film. Uh, I like this one. I really like Cedar Chucky because of how gay it is. Uh, and I love the two modern sequels, the um, Curse and Cult Chucky. Yeah. They were really good. They're probably the best sequels out of all of them. Um, but yeah, no, there's... It's just... Whereas... I mean, it, it, it's still a franchise you could just put on and just watch and enjoy. And just mind for just mindless fun. Yeah. But when it comes to the first three films, it can get very repetitive. It is the exact same storyline for all three. Essentially. In different settings. Yeah. Yeah, it's essentially, here's this doll that's killing people, no one believes me, I need to, to you know... Yeah, so fair play... To take over my body. So fair play to them for changing it up for this one. Because um, they did change it up for the franchise. Yeah. Yeah. And this is absolutely... I mean, there's... Is there even a single child in this film? No. Like, the whole premise no, is not. that, you know, Chucky is a, yeah. a doll and a, a kid uh, plays with Chucky and he tries to take over the kid's body and blah, blah, blah. And it's teens in this film, so it's very much in keeping with the times. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, yes. Did I read the plot? <laughs> Um, yeah, you did. Chucky the doll possessed by a serial killer discovers the perfect mate to kill and revive into the body of another doll. Mm -hmm. There we go. Uh, we open in the evidence depository of Lockport Police Department, where we get to see Michael Myers and Jason's masks, Leatherface's chainsaw, 
Freddy Krueger's glove, a skeleton that looks suspiciously like the one from House on Haunted Hill, and a deer head like the one from Evil Dead 2. So right off the cuff, we're like, here we are. We know exactly what we're getting. We are releasing this film two years after Scream. Yes, yeah. So it's, you know, it's giving it to you from the bat. Yeah. So you know what you're expecting. A uh, young police officer is uh, searching around. Uh, the lighting isn't too bright in there. So, no. Uh, we're definitely in a horror film. That's <laughs> no, really, fun, thunder and really lightning. Really poorly lit. Rain. Thunder and lightning. Rain. Um, he goes to the unsolved locker. 22408. I don't know if there's nothing in the trivia there's about that. There's nothing in trivia about it, but mm. I'm with this film and its references, I'm going to assume it was something. It's probably something glaringly obvious that we're going to be embarrassed by. Yeah. But yeah, uh, locker 22408. Yes. Tiffany Valentine... A former lover and accomplice of serial killer Charles Lee Ray bribes this police officer into giving her the dismembered parts of a children's doll, which Ray's soul inhabited. From an evidence, uh, from, from, inhabited, uh, from, she inhabited it from, he inhabited it from the evidence locker. I am with it, don't worry. I'm still here, guys. <laughs> you okay there? I, I'm, I'm all good, thank you. Um, and Tiffany murders this cop with a nail file. Slits his throat. Yeah. Yeah, so she's on the phone to him. Unmistakable voice. Yeah. Um, she says, curiosity killed the... I can't do an impression. Curiosity killed the cat. Yeah, and turns out it did, because when he opens the bag, he gets his throat slit. Yeah. Um, but it's by a, you know, blonde bombshell, Tiffany Valentine. Yeah. Um, she takes whatever's in the bag, and it turns out it's a really messed up... Chucky. Yeah, the bits of Chucky. <laughs> so yeah. someone's sewn him back together for some reason well, after she's... Uh, part three. Yes, she's like, well, hello, Dolly. <laughs> well, no, she sews him back together. Oh, we're seeing bits in He's the back. He's just in bits in the back. Oh, yeah. I see. Okay, um, that makes sense. Though. Jennifer Tilly looks amazing. She's serving leather. The Matrix a year before the Matrix was a thing. <laughs> She's, I want to say rock chick, but that's so generic. But yeah, she's um she's serving bleach blonde, dark, um black lipstick. Yes. Yeah. A you, little. Uh, you know. You know. Pimple seen. above a mouth. A little Madonna, pimple above a mouth. Yeah, a little um beauty spot. Beauty spot. <laughs> Um, we get Living Dead Killed by Rob Zombie in this massively 90s metal soundtrack. Um, <laughs> yeah, the very 90s soundtrack. Um, it plays over the opening credits whilst we see a doll collection and newspaper articles about Chucky and Charles Lee Ray, uh, followed by Tiffany sewing Chucky back together. Yes, um, we then cut to a young man, David... Gay character, an openly gay character in 1998. Well, yeah, so there's a few indications to start with that he's a homosexual. Um, he pulls up to the home of John Ritter, legendary John Ritter, um, from Three's Company and um, Eight Simple Rules. Yeah, I have him. Did missed... you ever watch Eight Simple Rules? No, but I have him in my notes as John Ritter from Problem Child. Problem <laughs> Child, of course. I clearly have more sophisticated taste than you. <laughs> Um, and he's playing police chief Warren Kincaid. Yeah, also, Don Mancini is clearly a massive Nightmare on Elm Street fan. Jesse Kincaid. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, God, yeah, yeah, of course. 
Um, so David's there to pick up Warren's niece, Jade, for a date. Um, Warren gives him the uh, 21 questions, doesn't he? Yes. And it turns out David is going to study theatre at college. <laughs> and uh, Kincaid's like, well, I hope that's on an athletic scholarship. And he says, yes, it is. Ice skating. <laughs> so, um, there we are. <laughs> you have to read between the lines, do you, really? Um, so... Uh, Kincaid is, uh, he's reassured that Jade is definitely in safe hands that yes. evening for their, I, I don't know if it's a dance, a school dance or whatever, because there's a whole thing with the corsage. Cr- yeah, they're dressed like they're on the way to a school dance. Yeah, after prom or something. Um, so, unsurprisingly, we do find out it's all a ruse. Uh, when Jade's actual beau, Jesse, is in the back of the car, ready for a make-out yeah. session. Bad boy Jesse. Bad boy Jesse, with his, um, what do you call it, in a shirt, with that thr- uh, frilly front. The Tommy Ross suit from Carrie. The Tommy Ross, <laughs> the whole Tommy Ross. Um, <laughs> absolutely hideous. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, Kincaid has a trick up his sleeve, though. Yes. And he's called up one of his police pals to pull them over. Yeah. Uh, we then cut to Tiffany, who's in a caravan, trying to summon Chucky back to life. Yes, she tries reenacting the voodoo ritual. Yeah, um, famous chant. Yes. And uh, nothing happens. Nothing happens. But then, Tiffany's admirer, Damien, a goth stereotype played by Alexis Arquette, plays a visit... Plays a visit? Pays a visit to Tiffany's trailer... Uh, Alexis Arquette, icon in their own right. Yeah, absolutely. Boy George from The Wedding Singer. Yes, that was the same year. Uh, possibly the same year. Um, Giving full-on Daniel Harris in Urban Legends. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> the ultimate 90s goth stereotype. Absolutely. Um, they're trying to impress Tiffany uh, by showing that they'd uh, killed someone, uh, by giving a Polaroid of someone with their face ripped off, but Tiffany realises that it's Damien with makeup because she recognises the nail varnish. Not impressed. <laughs> yeah. So, um, there's a bit of a weird relationship between Damien and Tiffany. Yeah. Uh, Damien is gagging for it. Yeah. But Tiffany hasn't put out yet. Um, unfortunately for poor Damien. But they might get lucky. In a few scenes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Damon asks, you know what the French call an orgasm? La petite mormée. La petite mort. Mormée. I thought it was mort. La petite mort. Well, one of them was right, one of them was wrong, and it may have been intentionally wrong, I don't know. Oh, um, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> Chucky appears out of nowhere. And Tiffany handcuffs Damien to the bed and puts Chucky on them whilst she performs a sexy dance at the edge of the bed. Did you not enjoy the bit of meta when um, Damien said, Chucky, he's so 80s, he's not oh, of course. scary. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> um, yeah, so Tiffany ties up Damien. Uh, so Damien's finally going to get their way. Um... <sighs> Uh, Tiffany asks if Damien's ready for a menage a trois with Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tiffany gives her backstory with the real yeah. Chucky. 
Um, Charles, Charles, Lee, Charles Ray, Lee Ray. Charles Lee Ray. And I'm not going to lie to you. I was struggling with this. I was struggling with the image of Jennifer Tilly looking the way she does. And Brad Dourif looking like Tommy Wiseau in the original film being in some sort of relationship. Do you not remember the flashbacks in the TV series when we actually got to see it happening? Yeah. With Fiona Dourif playing Brad Dourif? Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's quite the image. <laughs> Uh, but the thing that brought them together is they loved killing people. Uh, there used to be a thing. He would kill anyone who even looked at her. And he was the best lover she ever had. Yeah. Yeah, Damien makes a comment on uh, on the size of Chucky. <laughs> what what song do you think they made love to? Uh, you are my rose, you, you are, are my yeah. rose. <laughs> Chucky says, ain't the size that counts, arsehole. It's what you do with it. And rips Damien's lip ring out and smothers him to death with a pillow as Tiffany watches in excitement. Yeah. Now, um, Chucky does say, while sat on the pillow on Damien's face, <laughs> Tiff, you look great. I mean it, honest. I always thought you would let yourself go. <laughs> uh, and then poor Damien dies um, in a very prolonged scene yeah. where they're um, suffocated with the pillow that yeah. Chucky sat on whilst he's chatting away with Tiffany reminiscing <laughs> about the past. Um, I, I always thought this scene was fucking so scary as a kid. Like, just the design of Chucky in this one with his face all mangled up. Okay. I mean, as, as a kid. As, not now. <laughs> as a kid, I thought that, that was the shit. I thought it was great. Um, but terrifying. Uh, when nowadays it's pretty I, much from this film onwards where that's what Chucky looks like, isn't it? Yeah, he, he's like it in this and the scene of Chucky, and then Curse of Chucky is half and half. Um, okay, but I mean, I mean, ask adult me, and I think normal good guy doll Chucky is way more creepier. Gary, which uh, one do you think's creepier? Uh, good guy doll Chucky oh, from the original. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What a fucking terrifying, ugly one from the remake. That was... Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine that having that as a toy when I was younger. Um, yeah, so they had their reunion chat. Uh, Damien's dead. Kincaid arrives... Uh, meanwhile, Kincaid arrives at the car with Jesse, Jade, David and the other cop. And Jesse says, you fuck. To which Kincaid says... Well, you won't. Not Jade anymore anyways. Oh! Yeah, Kincaid, even though it was blatantly obvious before, he shows his true colours. He says, uh, when you're 18, you can go to hell for all I care. And I'm stuck with you. (laughs) How old are we meant to think Catherine Heigl is? I have no idea. I suppose she's going to prom, so she must be 16, 17. Um... Have you got in your notes the amazing dialogue we get from Jade in this scene? No, I don't. In the rain, being taken away from her lover, she turns to Jesse and says, I wish we could choose our families. (laughs) (laughs) I'm giving way too much credit to Catherine Heigl there. Bless her. Uh, Tiffany presents Chucky with Swedish meatballs, a playpen with toys, and a ring that he left behind the night he was killed. He got the ring from Vivian Van Pelt when he dumped her in the river. 
Yeah, and Tiffany is absolutely fuming that that ring was not meant for her and uh, not meant for him to uh, ask for her hand in marriage. Yes. So she locks him in the crib as a punishment. Yes. We then get a modernised version of Tammy Wynette's Crazy. By Kidney Thieves. By Kidney Thieves. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Should be called the Good Taste Thieves. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, that plays as Tiffany feels sorry for herself next to Damien's corpse. Yes. <laughs> and she actually so, shoves them along, doesn't she? Yeah. <laughs> um... Jesse is doing some topless van cleaning the next day. Yeah, he's uh, he's Tiffany's neighbour. Yeah, it turns out they live in the same trailer park. Mm-hmm. Is that what you would call yeah. it? Um, yeah. And she's she's having a, a bit of an ogle, isn't she? Yeah. She's enjoying what she's seeing. He's a, he's a fit young lad, isn't he? Mm-hmm. He must be on the football team or whatever. They are in these team films the jock. where everyone looks like uh, they work out five hours a day. Anyway, uh, he struggles to uh, help her get a heavy trunk in the boot of the car. Yes. And um, it's obviously Damien's... Corpse. Corpse in that trunk. Mm-hmm. Um, Tiffany is, as I said, a nice little flirt with Jessie. As Chucky shouts from inside the trailer, um, she pretends that she's babysitting. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Jessie informs her that he's got someone. He's not interested. Oh, yeah. Jade. Uh, well, do you know what? Who would you choose? Jennifer Tilly or Catherine Heigl? Silly question. In this film, like, in terms of styling and profiling and... Still, absolutely not no being question. a bitch. <laughs> absolutely Jennifer Tilly. Um, Chucky's playing with a, uh, get a spallow... Spelling words game, what they call it? I have no idea. Speak, speak and type and speak. Well, you type words in and like, it's like spell certain things and you have yeah. to try spelling it. I'm sure it's, there's a name for it, but I don't fucking know. It's, it's a spell woman. So Chucky types in B-I-T-C-H. That is incorrect. <laughs> it's also spelled out, kill Tiffany slow in, uh... <laughs> Like, the lettered blocks as well. Um, so, Tiffany taunts Chucky by putting a doll with a wedding dress and the ring he, uh, that she found on a pearl necklace in the playpen with him. Yeah. Um, now, this is a creepy doll. Yeah. Um, out of all of them, this is giving me... Um, is it the woman in white? What is it? Woman in black. No, yeah, the woman in black. What what film is it? It's a ghost. It's a bride. Isn't there a film? I suppose actually. Oh, is it one of the Conjuring? Films? Oh, the Curse of La Llorona. Oh yeah, yeah. It's given that, but with a uh, like a, a hideous black bob. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we then cut to Tiffany. Who is watching the news about the two murders that she's committed. She is in a bubble bath. Yeah. And enjoying the case, uh, chaos, excuse me. She's enjoying the chaos that she's created. Who is that giving? Who is that giving? Somebody who's having a jolly old time in a bubble bath. While everything around her is falling apart. 
They're not giving you uh, Meredith Mark. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Jennifer Tilly. Jennifer Tilly's friend of the housewives, isn't she? She is. Yeah, it's, it's, she's like best friends with Sun. Yeah, they need to get her on. Uh... Beverly. Oh my god, that would be amazing. <laughs> I don't. I don't think people would get it though, because she's quite quirky. Oh, all the gays would. Oh yeah, of course. But um, she's quite quirky in real life as well. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I don't. They might not get it. I mean, people don't really get Sun, you know. So. Mm. Imagine Jennifer Tilly. But we digress. Yeah, she changed the channel, didn't she? Yeah, so from one Slay Queen to another, um, she changed the channel. I, I'm not happy with uh, how quickly she changed it afterwards, but Murder, She Wrote's on. Yeah. <laughs> um, but quickly changes after that. Yeah, to another Slay Queen. To another Slay Queen. <laughs> it's the Bride of Frankenstein. <laughs> How meta can you get? How obviously that's get? what this film is going for. Um, <laughs> I wrote here, that's some good viewing. <laughs> Chucky, that's a good TV day, that is. <laughs> you'd wish you'd have uh, Sky Plus then, wouldn't you? Chucky escapes the playpen by breaking it open with the ring and murders Tiffany by pushing her TV into the bathtub and electrocuting her as the Bride of Frankenstein screams on TV. Yes. Um... Good death scene. Uh, yeah, of Funny. course. Camp as tits. Camp as tits. <laughs> so camp. Do you see a little bit of nipple as well? Maybe. I wasn't, I'm not a perv, so I wasn't really looking out for it, but I think you got a little flash. Potentially. Um, yeah, he, he then transports... If anyone is that way inclined. <laughs> he then transports her soul into the bride's doll, and... Uh... <laughs> They have a, a, a bit of a shocked conversation, don't they? That she, she's, she can't believe what's happened. She's absolutely fuming. She's fuming. And she tells him she wouldn't marry him if he had the body of G.I. Joe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it does make me laugh, though. That the moment she becomes a doll, all these doll puns come out and all these <laughs> doll jokes come out as if she's been saving them up. Yeah, and he's like, hey, Raggedy Ann, have you seen yourself lately? (laughs) Um, Tiffany wants to save herself, so she reads a copy of Voodoo for Dummies. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Chucky knows what to do, though, doesn't he? Yeah. um... They have to retrieve a magic (laughs) amulet that he was buried with. That um, he was wearing when he died. Apparently, apparently. I can't remember this, I but don't apparently. Think so. um, but they need to get that in order to transfer their souls into the bodies of Tiffany's uh, neighbour Jesse and Jade. Yeah, yeah. I don't, for the life of me, I can't remember an amulet from the first No, I, film. I can't. Um, <laughs> but it was, it's conveniently photoshopped onto uh, Absolutely. the newspaper yeah. article. <laughs> With his corpse on it, for some reason. Is that a thing? I don't think so. I don't think I've ever opened a newspaper and saw a dead body. No, I I don't think it is. And I don't think it's on... Do you remember in Nightmare on Elm Street when it's the next day after Tina's been killed and they're watching the... For some some reason, Ronnie Blakely's watching the news about her daughter's best friend being murdered. Yes. uh, With her daughter still in the house. Could turn the corner at any time. And she does turn the corner at any time. And it's Tina's body mm-hmm. bloodied in a body bag. Yeah. 
Well, you don't get that on the... Especially the morning news. Is that a thing? Any Anyone in, in America, can you let us know? Do you just get random dead bodies on the news? I'm sure it's... Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's not the case. It might be, but I'm sure it's not. I'm sure it's just for melodrama purposes. Yeah. Uh, Tiffany calls Jesse and asks him to take the two dolls to Hackensack, New Jersey, where Ray's body is buried in exchange for the money. Eager to elope with Jade, Jesse accepts the offer. Did the original film take place in New Jersey? It did, yeah. Oh, did it really? Yeah. I thought it was New York. No. Oh, okay. Um, well, he he died in... Yeah, no. Yeah, it's all in New Jersey. That's where it was. Um, Call Me by Blondie plays the best song on the soundtrack. Um, whilst Tiffany does her makeup, either dyes her hair blonde or puts a wig on. And that's not really revealed. Uh, um, I feel like the wig would have fallen off during the finale. That's true. If she had the wig. Uh, and then she puts some Doc Martens on and says, Bobby, eat your heart out. <laughs> <laughs> we then cut to Jade feeling sorry for herself. Yeah. She's being comforted by David when Jesse appears and asks uh, her to marry him. Before that, though, she, she needed some relationship advice with David, didn't she? Yes. Um, and he... Delivered, apparently. Yeah. Uh, she asked him about his relationship with Brad Barker. Brad Barker. Um, I, I, I absolutely love that this is just a thing in this film. Like, just it's a serious, openly gay character. Not for laughs, just... Yeah. 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 Good Brad, Don Mancini. Brad Barker's giving uh, Wes Carpenter energy. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely uh, <laughs> Doug Bradley and uh, Clive Barker, our razor. Uh, which is further referenced a little later on. What's his... No, Doug Bradley. Doug Bradley. Do you not think Brad Dourif? Oh, maybe. But I feel like if, if they're saying with Barker as well, then it's going to be... Yeah, the Hellraiser reference. Um, yeah, Jesse proposes to Jade and gives a big romantic speech whilst Ch- Chucky and Tiffany listen in. And some, these, some of these shots are some of the best shots of the film of just them listening into conversations and reacting to them. Just yeah, laughing along. True, yeah. At one point, Chucky does the hand movement to call him a wanker. Um, <laughs> he's just mocking him. Tiffany thinks it's romantic, though. No. Chucky says, "I give him six months free if she gains weight." <laughs> <laughs> I I do love this kind of um, oh, what is the character called? Um, is it one in the family? And that, that grumpy guy. I'm going to say, for the UK audience, Victor Meldrew, kind yeah. of grumpy style. Uh-huh. I always think Chucky's at his best when he's just yeah. like a really grumpy old man. <laughs> um, Kincaid plants a bag of weed in Jesse's van to frame him. Uh, Chucky wants to kill Kincaid and Tiffany tells him to drag himself into the 90s, mocking him for just wanting to use a knife. Yeah. You look like Martha Stewart with that thing. And Chucky says, who the fuck is Martha Stewart? And she's like, my idol. (laughs) There's a lot of Martha Stewart references in this film. There is. Yeah, even before she went to prison. (laughs) Uh, Chucky and Tiffany rig a trap, which embeds several nails into Warren's face, then then they hide his body within the van. And Chucky says... Why does that look so familiar? Because, of course, they land in his face to make him look like Pinhead. (laughs) And Tiffany says, See? Now that's the work of a true homicidal genius. 
They clean up the scene as the lovebirds return. Yes. And uh, Jesse gets pulled over by the police again. Yes. I'm like, you're joking. Not another one. We get a um, bit of So Wrong by Stabbing Westwood playing. Do we? We do. Um, do we? What song's that? Uh, just another really generic sounding male song from the 90s. Oh. Uh, the two are pulled over by Officer Norton, uh, who finds the weed in Jesse's van after Chucky starts smoking it and then throws the rest of the bag to the side to be found. <laughs> so late 90s. Like, so, this is what, two years before Scary Movie? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing with both this and Seed of Chucky, both of them were very ahead of their time. You think Seed of Chucky's ahead of its time? Chris, he has a fucking gender-fluid kid yeah. in it who has a, a genuinely heartfelt storyline about terms with his gen with their gender and sexuality. Yeah, but I mean, in terms of horror <laughs> like films... No, the themes are ahead of the time. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's massively 2004 with its horror elements. Mm. Uh, but I mean, fucking hell, there's John Waters in it. That is true. Hannah from S Club 7, Britney Spears impersonator. You know? <laughs> so gay. Jennifer Tilly at her absolute campist. The most camp you'll ever see Jennifer Tilly. That's true. Um, after Norton returns to his pet <clears throat> petrol, uh, to his patrol <laughs> car to report it, Chucky stuffs a shirt into the car's gas tank and lights it on fire. A stoner spots Chucky on his way back to the van and Chucky sticks his middle finger up to him. A rude fucking doll. <laughs> I feel like a stoner was someone we should know. Oh, I don't know, yeah. I have no idea if who it was. If it was a higher budget, it would probably be Kevin Smith. It probably would have been, yeah. Uh, the car explodes with Norton inside and Jesse and Jade flee the scene. Yeah, do you know who doesn't flee the scene? Who? The extras that they got in from Piranha. <laughs> Where they just start running around aimlessly in any direction. Not actually away from the explosion that just happened. Um, they both begin to suspect that one of them might have caused the incident and begin to distrust each other. Well, this is terrible. For, for a Valentine's Day special <laughs> podcast episode, none of the couples in this film trust each other. No, but I mean, one of them ends up together. Yeah, of course. But only through... You know, they're kind of stuck together because no one's going to believe their killer doll story. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean... So they've only got each other <laughs> and they're on the run. They both begin... Yeah, they both begin to suspect each other. Um, Chucky and Tiffany are having a laugh about it from the back of the van. This time we get See You in Hell by Monster Magnet playing. <laughs> Monster Magnet. As they arrive at a wedding chapel. Oh, they do, don't they? But doesn't, um, oh yeah, I've got generic pop rock plays yeah. as they drive a lot. Uh, David calls before that, doesn't he, and spills the tea from the news. He does. He gives his best Randy from Scream Impression. Yeah, it looks like they're the prime suspects in the first cop, first cop killing too. Cock. Cop. <laughs> I said cop, thank you. And Kincaid is missing. Yes. So yeah, they pull up to the random little chapel. And they get married. And they get married. Easy as that. No witnesses, no nothing. They just get married. So, this is so... 
camp melodrama classic Hollywood that Don Mancini's put in there just because, you know, if we were game and making a film, we'd do the same thing. What just have a random... It's just so funny. Like, they... Absolutely no chemistry. Oh <laughs> whatsoever. God, no. They don't fit as a couple at all, and they've just gone through all this. They both think each other's. They both think each other are killers, and they're just like, "Yeah, we'll still get married. Still get married." <laughs> um, Chucky plays around with the radio, where he switches off. Someone talking about how horror films drive people to violence. Now that was very much uh, a thing for Child's Play Three, wasn't it? Oh yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah, those kids that murdered another kid, was it? Yeah, it was, yeah. Here in the UK, there was a very unfortunate um, case of two young lads killing a, um, a even younger child. Mm. Um, and the big thing for the newspapers, the tabloids, was that uh, one of their parents had Child's Play free. Yeah on VHS in the house and they latched onto this. Um, there was no evidence to suggest that it had even watched the film. No. None whatsoever. Um, but this is what the tabloids latched onto yeah. and they blamed Child's Play 3 yeah. uh, in particular. Um, so this is the sort of tail end of the video nasty period, you, you know, that was in the 80s and this is the 90s when um, it was still sort of... Well, yeah, I mean, this was probably... Would this have been around the same time when those uh, kids killed their classmates because they watched Scream? Well, I thought Scream was... Oh, yeah, I suppose... And maybe. Mm. Yeah, because I think it was that story. Someone definitely got murdered and then Scream was blamed. Screaming and I swear it was yeah. that that thing that that's floating around on YouTube where those uh, two guys killed their classmate and did a runner. Yeah, maybe. So I think yeah, that's a very very meta thing to throw in there. Um, bit of commentary, very brief, very brief. Don Mancini wants to keep this as a fun film, clearly. And uh, yeah, I think the intent was to be tongue in cheek with it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it then goes to a punk song, and then Chucky complains about how music's gone downhill before having a bit of a boogie to another generic 90s metal song, which I couldn't get the name of. Yeah. It sounded a bit more like Metallica, but... Yeah. I think a lot sounds like Metallica. <laughs> um, Chucky and Tiffany have a heart-to-heart. They do. Before King K jumps out of the trunk, and Chucky has to finish him off with a knife. And uh, to which Chucky says, a classic never goes out of style. Yes. Um, whilst that... <laughs> I don't know why I said that, like Sarah Jessica Parker. But... <laughs> and just like that, just a like true that. classic never goes out of style. A classic never goes out of style. While at a hotel, another couple show up and steals Jesse's money whilst asking for a foursome. Yeah, essentially, that's what, yeah, that's what happens. Uh... <laughs> I'm going to say it, like, I'd have rather have seen this other couple on a road trip with Chucky and Tiffany rather than uh, Catherine Heigl and Jesse. <laughs> the thieves. That, that would be way more entertaining. I just, I can't get on with those characters, they're just so boring. A big critique of this film yeah. is those two teen characters and how unlikable and 
boring and generic. There's they nothing are. to them at all. No. Um, like they, they, if they weren't in the film, it would probably be a better film. It, I think the thing is, they had to be in it. Yeah. Because, this was two years after Scream, and they needed the teen element. Yeah. They made it a teen film. Um, unfortunately, that is by far the worst part of yeah. the film. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, Ronnie Yu, uh, and his directing of teenagers isn't the best. No, I don't think he had any experience in the teen movie genre. Yeah. Um, it didn't get better in the five years between this and, uh, Freddy vs. Jason. Um, yeah, uh, Tiffany spots the couple, uh, stealing the money, and she says, that thieving slut... She doesn't deserve to wear that ring. And then we get a ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous series of events. More than bizarre, it is ridiculous. For a theatrically released film in 1998, this is fucking ridiculous. So as this other couple have sex in their room, this guy is wearing uh, big baggy white boxes with love hearts on it just to make it a little more camp. Perfect for a Valentine's Day. <laughs> the, uh, the Tiffany walks in and murders them by throwing enough champagne to fill the Nile at the mirror. Stop. <laughs> with the mirrored ceiling. <laughs> Two weeks in a row we've had champagne in this podcast. Um, yes. Tiffany throws a bottle of champagne at the mirror above their bed, causing the couple to be impaled by glass shards and enough champagne to fill the Nile. Uh, not quite as stylish as uh, Suspiria's version. No. <laughs> it's very CGI. Um, yeah. But it is great. It is so good. Such a great scene. Um, shame it wasn't Jesse and... Uh, Fucking Judy, whatever her name is. Jade. Jade. <laughs> fucking, it's fucking hell. It must be bad if I'm having to correct you on names. It's usually the other way around. It's a shame it wasn't those two. Um, but, you know, still a great scene. And it doesn't end there. Seeing this, Chucky admits his love for Tiffany and proposes to her with the ring on the dead woman's severed finger. And then they have sex. But before they have sex... Tiffany's like, oh my god, I'm crying. I wonder if all the plumbing works. <laughs> to which Chucky says, I don't know about you, but I'm starting to feel like Pinocchio here. I am an <laughs> anatomically correct, you know. And during sex, Tiffany says, do you have a rubber? And he says, have you seen me? I'm all rubber. All oh, right, I thought you were plastic. Can I just commend you on your uh, <laughs> voice work? That's very good. Um, why does Tiffany talk like how I can imagine Rose from the Golden Girls talks during sex? Yeah. <laughs> She's a doll, isn't she? <laughs> so the scene you see it, you see the undressing. The romantic undressing, um, them undressing each other. There's a bit of butt cleavage. There's a bit of butt cleavage. Uh, First in action uh, through shadows. Yeah, silhouette. I mean, 
What can you say? <laughs> and this is before um, Team Captain Team, Team America. Team Captain, Captain America. America. Yeah, the, yeah, the first that, Avenger. Captain America. <laughs> Um, Would have made it more interesting. Captain and Bucky, uh, getting it on. Um, the following month, do you have anything to say about the sexy? Do I have anything to the say? The most romantic scene in the about film? these two dolls having sex. <laughs> um, no, I think I have to say I think the voice over work is impeccable by Brad Dourif <laughs> and and uh, Jennifer Tilly. I think all the scenes where they are together, particularly this one. Um, you can tell that they're having a great time. It comes to it when two dolls have better chemistry than the two human leads. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's very true. Uh, the following morning, Jesse and Jade... Fl- I keep thinking of fucking Little Mix when I keep saying this. Jesse and Jade. <laughs> Where's Perry and Leanne? Oh, like a bit of butter on my sweet. Oh, God. I don't even know if I need to tell you. Just type in Jesse Nelson, Jingle Bell Ball on YouTube. Enjoy. Um, Jesse and Jade flee with their friend David, who came to the hotel after they both called him separately the previous night, worried that the other might be the killer. Motel cleaner, uh, Kathy Najimi. Najimi? Najimi. Najimi. Uh, discovers... Absolute legend. Yeah. I, I would have loved to have read to... This sounds a little disrespectful, but I would love to have seen her have a deaf scene. Yeah. Uh, a wonderful comedic actress. Yeah. You'll know her from Hocus Pocus, Sister Act. Um, I... Ugly Betty. She was a little bit in Ugly Betty. I remember her from that Kirstie Alley comedy series, uh, Veronica's Closet. I used to love that show so much. I have no idea what you're talking about. I IMDb it when we finished the podcast, and um, it's probably shit now. <laughs> but I used to love it back in the day. So, uh, yeah, absolute legend. I would love to have seen her more on the screen yes. in this film. She discovers the other married couple's corpses. And that's it for her scene, unfortunately. Yeah, that's it. She does a little scream, doesn't she? Yeah. That's, that's yeah, blinking you miss her. Uh, David informs Jesse and Jade that they are the prime suspects for the deaths, but says he believes them both to be innocent until he finds Kincaid's dead body. Yeah, there's a bit of a nasty smell. Um, it's weird because no one else seems to no. think there's a nasty smell, but he does. Um, and he finds, yeah, Kincaid's body as um, Jade and Jesse are apologising to each other. Yeah. Um, then David pulls out a gun from somewhere. <laughs> Uh, thinking that he's next on the uh, kill list. And uh, he shows them the body as they blame each other again. Yep. <laughs> but Chucky and Tiffany um, reveal themselves. <laughs> they, uh, point, they hold him at gunpoint. Uh, David backs off into the highway where in classic late 90s, early 2000s style, he's run over by a big truck. Yes. Not the way to go. Splat. CGI splat. Do you think that was CGI? Yeah, I think so. I thought they just put a big bit of meat there for the trucks to run over. I, no, I, I swear there was like a splatter higher up. Oh, okay. So it wasn't like um, you know, Texas Chainsaw Mask where they yeah. just throw a doll underneath. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jesse and Jane drive away with the dolls who reveal their plan. 
part of when they're revealing their plan. Chucky says, it's a long story. In fact, if it was a movie, it'd take three or four sequels to do it justice. There we go. In part four of Child's Play. Um, Bloodstained by Judas Priest plays during the scene. Oh. Of course. The police start chasing, don't yeah, they? Yeah, still Chucky an RV. shoots out their uh, tyres. Yeah. The radio says that Charles Lee Ray's fingerprints were found at one of the murder scenes and his body will therefore be exhumed. I love the fact that this film is so ridiculous to the point they're finding Charles Lee Ray's fingerprints on the fucking doll. Yeah. On Chucky. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they're all concerned that the body's going to get exhumed and what about the amulet? Um, so they rush over... Now, it did, in a very bizarre series of events, um, Tiffany bakes some cookies. Yeah, because yeah, in... they've stolen an RV now. Yeah, oh, they've stolen an RV with an oven in. I didn't know. Is that a thing? I suppose, yeah, I suppose yeah. it would be. It would be gas, wouldn't it? Um, as she gives Jade a makeover, because she wants Jade to be ready for when she takes over her body. <laughs> um, she's given Jade the full... Um, Oh my god, we watched the film. What is it? Tammy... Tammy Baker. Tammy Faye. Tammy Faye Baker. She's the, um, the eyeshadow was strong in this one. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so she's doing the makeover. Jessie tricks Chucky into suggesting that Tiffany should do the washing up. And Tiffany is absolutely fuming. <laughs> so the, the running thing through the film is... Um, Tiffany says earlier on that a good man would support his yeah. wife by doing the washing up after she's done the cooking and cleaning, mm-hmm. something her mother said. So this is a running thing through the film, is that Tiffany doesn't feel like she gets the respect from Chucky that she should. So when Jessie tricks Chucky into suggesting that Tiffany needs to go do the washing up, she's absolutely fuming. Yeah. She uh, belittles his um, sexual prowess when she says, take it from me, plastic is no substitute for a hunk of wood. <laughs> um, yeah, Chucky wants to know what Martha Stewart would say when Tiffany starts throwing plates at him. Yeah. And she's like, fuck Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart can kiss my shiny plastic butt. <laughs> and then a tied up jade kicks Tiffany into the oven. <laughs> As Jesse manages to throw Chucky out the window whilst driving. Yeah. But in doing so, crashes the van in the process. Yes. Chucky forces Jade to take him to his gravesite, whilst Jesse follows behind with a very burned Tiffany. She's frazzled. <laughs> After She's frazzled. She After he jumps out of the RV in slow motion as it explodes. Yes. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, that is such a Ronnie you thing. That's everything. Everything we cover on this podcast involves an explosion. There has to be. There's like, well, there's not a mustache in this film, no, so we had to have an explosion, explosion. didn't we? Um, yeah. So they're on their way to the grave. Once they get there, Chucky shoots whoever's the lone person that's exhuming <laughs> the body. Yeah. Shoots him in the head. Um, and this is I, I I didn't notice before. This is a beautifully shot scene. Don't you think? Oh, with, yeah. With the wind and um, at the grave, 
it's hard to describe, but it's very, I thought it was very sort of, um, Asian cinema. Yeah. But sort of also classic, um, Universal Monster as well. It it is, this this film is a very well shot film. There's some really good cinematography here. Which is something that actually I don't think gets mentioned enough about this film because, you know, it is one of those films just thrown for some minus fun. But it is a very well-made film uh, and the Ronnie Yu style definitely stands out. Absolutely. You know? And I, I think particularly in this yeah. scene, there's there's a shot of Catherine Heigl um, and she is, a, you know, a beautiful girl. Um, but it's it shot so wonderfully. It would really... I, I didn't notice it until this time watching the film. Um, but the style is great. Yeah. Um, which complements the stupidness of it, I find, because I think that makes it seem more ridiculous, the fact that all of this ridiculous stuff is happening in this really polished film. Yeah, yeah, and I think from quite a few of the martial arts films that we've watched, Mm. it's that kind of style as well that Ronnie Hughes probably brought to it, that martial arts where... We've seen some very silly martial arts films mm. that look absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. yeah, and of course in Freddy vs. Jason you get to see the blood spurts that you'd see in martial arts films as well. Yeah. Um, and samurai films and such. So, and yeah. the massive leaps after yes. hit, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. I mean, maybe we need to watch more Ronnie Yu. Like, older... Absolutely, I think the, the Bride with White Hair, yeah. I, think, I think, is definitely on my watch list. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, Jade gets the amulet from the casket, uh, breaking Brad Dourif's corpse, his head in the uh, process, breaking it off his body. Uh, Jesse then appears with Tiffany and they trade hostages, but Chucky throws a knife into Jesse's back and ties up the couple for the ritual after he asks for his knife back and Jade actually gives it to him. Yeah. That is how stupid this character is. She actually gives him his knife back. <laughs> Does not give a shit that her husband has just been fucking stabbed. Um, I mean, he doesn't give oh, a shit husband. eventually. So when you said husband, that shit, husband, and I'm like, oh yeah, they, get <laughs> they, they married, randomly got married, even, even though she's like sixteen. Um, as Chucky, oh yeah, was that legal? <laughs> Does she need like a garden in there? <laughs> as Chucky begins the uh, incantation. Tiffany kisses him and stabs him with a knife. With his knife, his own knife. Well, we get a um, Star Wars reference, we do. don't we? I love you, Chucky. I know. Yeah. And then a battle... Which I never thought was like a memorable part of um, oh, Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, of course. Like, Iconic. I never. And it was only recently. I see it like on cards and t-shirts and shit. Mm. And I'm like, oh. Oh, yeah. Um, a battle ensues and <laughs> with spades. With spades. <laughs> and <laughs> it's a really, really short fight, but it's very entertaining. Um, Tiff, they must have had actors playing in this scene. Because, I mean, the puppet work in this film is fucking great. It isn't all of them. Every child's play yeah. film. The puppetry is so good. Uh, and so much effort clearly goes into it. And it, it, it really shows... But I think every now and then they do get actors to play them. I think so. This yeah. scene had to have been actors when it's sh- when it's shot from above. Yeah. Um, there's no way. I think Chucky in oh, oops, spoiler alert Chucky in the grave. I think that's definitely an actor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tiffany collapses after being stabbed in the heart. Oh bless her. Jesse knocks Chucky into his own grave with a shovel. When 
Private investigator Lieutenant Preston shows up and sees Chucky. Who? Who is this man? I was well confused. He is literally, I suppose, just introducing this scene. I really think he is just I think he was, may scene. have been on a random news report earlier on. Oh. Maybe. Um, yeah, he arrives and sees Chucky walking and talking in the grave. Yeah. Um, great evidence for Jade and Jesse. Yeah. Um, but Jade, being the moron that she is, decides to shoot Chucky and kill him. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know where this side to her came from. No. Other than kicking Tiffany into an oven, other than that, all she's done is just moan and whinge, like, the whole film. And also, like, who is she getting... Obviously, they've tried to take over their bodies. Yeah. So you'd want to get a little bit of revenge. But it's kind of like, you killed my best friend. Well, I suppose they did, technically. Yeah. Although David's own stupidity kind of did that to himself. He should have really looked where he was going. Um, But it's usually like, you killed my mother. Bam, 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 bam. Mm. Um, And the the moment taken over. Um, I mean, because she's shown no personality (laughs) through the whole of the film, it's hard to believe that she would suddenly show some personality now. It's true. Um, So it kind of... I mean, she's a fucking moron. I mean, this is your evidence. This is you showing, here is Chucky, alive. He's killed all these people. (laughs) But no, she decides to shoot Chucky. Because Chucky's in a grave. He can't even get the fuck out. No. You just leave him there. Just say, oi, mate, come here. Look at this. You know, get the camera crew there. But yet Preston contacts the police and tells them the teens are innocent. Yeah. And then sends the couple on their way home. And he's like, oh, you ain't going to believe this. No, they're probably not going to believe this. No. Now you're probably a suspect. Yeah. <laughs> but he turns, he sends them home. And one of them was stabbed in the back. Yeah. He needs to go to a fucking hospital. Yeah. Um, I mean, not that, I mean, I mean, yeah, he, he's right. He did see evidence that they were innocent. But how the fuck is he going to explain that? But who's going to believe, they, you know, they could have just given him money and said, oh, mate, tell him that. The the the, uh, the doll down there did it. Yeah. We'll see you later. Yeah. Um. But thankfully, that's the last we see of them. Uh. But Preston inspects Tiffany's. Well, could you imagine if they turn up a seed of Chucky, like in the sequel? Hey. It, it was based on Jade and Jesse. We yet to have uh, season two of Chucky. Do you think Catherine Heigl is going to up? <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine? <laughs> Uh, as Preston inspects Tiffany's body, she springs awake and starts screaming, <laughs> giving birth to a baby doll, which then attacks Preston. The the doll was it had like sharp teeth, didn't it? Yeah. What, what was it giving me? There's some film. I know what you mean. Yeah. Oh, which one is it? Is it the where someone gives birth? To, it it's alive. Or is it? It's alive. It did a lot of it's alive, baby. Yeah. yeah. I think that was the reference. And then we get the end credits with Boogie King by the Screaming Cheetah Wheelies. Oh my god, the Screaming Cheetah Wheelies, my favourite. What a, what a great ending, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it didn't end on uh, Jesse and Jade. Yeah, I know. D- Tiffany fucking giving birth, like, seriously. <laughs> One day after uh, having sex. I know. <laughs> The baby looks fucking disgusting as well. <laughs> um, that's Bride of Chucky. That is Bride of Chucky. 
it's do you know what? It's um, back in the nineties. This would have been one of those films where it was just like an overplayed song on the radio. It was everywhere. I got a bit sick of it. I you know I liked it at first. Then I got sick of the film. But now watching it from a modern perspective, it is so much fun. It really is. It is. Um, and understanding child's play more. Yeah. You get the in-jokes. And seeing the how the uh, continuity is still going on now, it makes you appreciate that sort of stuff. Like, yeah. when they were talking about their past relationship, like, oh, shit, yeah, we've, we've actually seen that take place now. Yeah. Um, you know, it. yeah. I fully, fully uh, applaud Ronnie Yu and Don Mancini for actually trying something new with the franchise. Because it was a very safe formula they had on the go. Uh, well, that Don Mancini had on the go. It was a very, very safe formula where every film, Chucky showed up, tried to steal a kid to, you know, get his body back, and that was it. He gets killed. You know, it, it, they could have been kept that going for years. But they did something different. They did something different again after this, and after that, and after that, and after that. And it, they're always changing it up. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's great. I, d- I don't know what goes on behind closed doors or deals or anything like that, but it kind of feels like the Tiffany and Chucky narrative was Don Mancini. Yeah. And then it felt like the Jesse and Jade aspect Mm. was the studio saying... Well, we need this part of it mm-hmm. to sell it to a teen audience yeah. or to a certain audience. If this film had been just Chucky and Tiffany, it probably would have been the best film of the franchise. Yeah. Um, and I think that shows in Seed of Chucky when there's no teen characters, it is Chucky and Tiffany and Jennifer Tilly as herself. Yeah. You know. That is the most meta one out of all of them, and you can see it as Don Mancini doing whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, it's it it is, and it, it it's. I mean, Cedar Chucky isn't five star. No, but it's it's a fun film, and we might cover it. Sometime. It's it's, a, it's destined for a Pride Month episode eventually. Yeah, it's it's got cult film written all over it because it's a hard one to really get to grips with, for on first viewing. Uh, but Bride of Chucky, yeah, I'd recommend watching it. Yeah, it's absolutely. good. It's fun, um, but you know, Jesse and Jade are yeah dull as dishwater. Yeah, simple as that. Basically, um, and a little exclusive for this episode, oh my I have the original Child's Play and the remake scheduled in for an original versus remake. Oh my god. I can't remember what month I scheduled it in for, uh, but at some point this year we will be doing Child's Play original versus remake. Wow. What a sneak peek. So, yeah. we, we, we're going to have to uh, be completionists and do the whole franchise at some point. <laughs> oh lord. Um, so yes, let us know on social media your thoughts on Bride of Chucky. I know it has got a cult following. Um, misunderstood on IMDb, clearly. 5.5, that's very harsh. Yeah. Uh, so let us know on social media your thoughts. It's Horacle Trash over on Facebook and Instagram, Horacle Trash on Twitter. 
I'm DadatGaz92 on Letterboxd, Gazmo205 on Instagram and GazCruise92 on Twitter. I'm Chris Barker 823 on Instagram, Twitter and Letterboxd. Don't forget to uh, give us a romantic Valentine's rate review and subscribe uh, on iTunes. <laughs> and like and follow on everything else. Oh, thanks Jennifer Tilly. Uh, rate us on Spotify as well. <laughs> And uh, next week, we're getting romantic again, aren't we? We certainly are. The Bo Derek classic, Ghosts Can't Do It. I am so excited to watch Ghosts Can't Do It, the film about a woman who's going to murder for her dead husband because ghosts can't shag. <laughs> Yes, uh, Chris is very passionate about this episode, I'm as you can tell. so excited. Uh, <laughs> I've never seen it before, though. <laughs> yeah, let's hope we have enough material know, for the episode. Right. Uh, I've done this before, where I've been really excited, and we've watched it, and we're like, oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> saving Christmas. I was going to say, we better get half an hour out of it. So we'll see you the same time, same yes. place next week. Bye.